the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. We're all started up Tuesday night, live and local, 6.04, and um, I'm here with Matt Sambolino. What's up, Matthew? What's up, Arthur? And I'm here with Joan Pelzer, who, um, Joan, don't worry, your mic is on, I took care of it. <laughs> Say hello. I'm always checking. <clears throat> so, um, you know how Joan gives you a little bit of a, and we're going to get to the news of the day in one minute, I promise. You know how Joan gives you a hard time about you, you having the title of co-host? Yeah, she gives me Ajita, you mean? Yeah. So, yeah. So, I have the business card, right? And I handed it to someone, and they looked at the one side that has my face on it, and then they look at the other side, and there's Joan's face. And the guy oh, goes, why is this, who's this other person? And I said, oh, she's the producer of the show. He goes, Arthur, I've been in the business for 30 years. I've never seen a producer have their face on the picture of your business card. I said, well, you know, this is not a typical situation. This is the great Joni Pelzer, and <laughs> she is a force to be reckoned with, and, and her face is going to be on the billboards as well. Is that Jerry right, Jerry? Foley liked it. He you liked that your I picture was on there? You know why I, I did mean, it? I mean, it's fine by me. When I'm, you I'm, meet people and you get a business card, sometimes you forget who you're talking to. Ah, but Joan, to. unforgettable. That's you, right, Joan? Anyway, <clears throat> let's talk about time and how time flies. Look, I'll talk to you about President Trump and what happened today, but from a legal point of view, from what I do on a regular basis, nothing special happened today at all. Um, if anything was even more boring than usual. I want to talk about how, for us, I guess, time flies, maybe not for the individual I was talking about, but in 1997, the case that gripped the nation was that of police officer Justin Volpe and what he did to Abner Luima. Abner Luima was a um, civilian, and he was... I'm not going to get into the details, but there was a plunger involved and some real nastiness happened. The case actually went to trial, but Volpe, at the very, very beginning of the trial, pled guilty to 30 years in prison. Now, this is 1997. It's the year I left. I resigned from the DA's office. It's a big year for me. I resigned from the DA's. I tried my last case alongside uh, my best friend, um, Josh Hanshaft, who's now a judge. I was an attempted murder case where a guy got shot in the chest, but it just, the bullet went through his chest and through his whole cavity in such a way that, I mean, he was injured, but 
like not injured the way you would think that someone gets shot in the chest would be injured. It was not. It was a small caliber bullet. If I refer, if I, my recollection is correct, it was a shooting that took place the night uh, before Thanksgiving, which is like a big party night. It was a Bay Ridge. It was a six eight precinct case, and um, there was an altercation, and then the defendant left. And he came back with a gun and he shot the victim in the chest. And um, I believe he was apprehended right there and then or shortly thereafter. And um, the case went to trial and we tried the case. Now, obviously, the, the victim testified. It was more of a, a who done it than a what happened kind of case because no one could say the guy didn't get shot in the chest. And um, the verdict came back and the guy was found guilty. And I believe it was at the sentencing. Now, this is right before I'm going to leave the DA's office. Um, at the sentencing, the I'm the prosecutor. Josh is next to me. And the family, but in particular, the wife of the defendant, because this defendant was not a kid. He was, I think, in his 30s. The victim was a kid. He was in his 20s. Um, the wife starts coming over to me at the sentencing and the court officers are going to step in because they think she's I, I the guy just got sentenced. I mean, I, we didn't, I didn't crush him. I forget what he got. He didn't get like any crazy, crazy time. Like I don't remember what he got, but I remember it wasn't like 20 years or anything like that. It was less than that. And the wife approaches me and the court officers are stepping in and she's like, no, no, no I just want to tell Mr. Idala something. And she's like, I just want to thank you for being, for treating my husband so fairly. This is the defendant who I just convicted at a trial and had sentenced to prison time. This is his wife. Anyway, I just went a little uh, uh, far afield. But while that case was going on, while I resigned from the district attorney's office, while I ran for New York City Council in Brooklyn, New York, while I um, lost by 108 votes out of 7,300, and then at the end of 1997, at the age of 29, opened up this little law firm when it was me, myself, and I, um, the Abner um, attack happened and it was heading towards trial. The, the trial took place a little while thereafter and uh, police officer Justin Volpe pled guilty. It was in federal court and he was sentenced to 30 years and he was just released early after serving 24 years. And now the time aspect is just kind of what I want to talk about because it just plays tricks on your mind. Um, because yes, 1997 seems like a long time ago, but when you heard he got sentenced to 30 years, then where I think it was 98 when he was actually sentenced, you're like, Oh my God, that, I mean, he's not going to get out for the rest of our lives. And now he's out. Um, and not only is he out, there's a picture of him here in in his home in in fresh kill Staten Island. And he, he looks pretty good for a guy who spent two and a half decades in prison. Um, he looks like he's in, in pretty good shape. Uh, and Abner Luima, who was a very young man at the time, he's a father and he's a grandfather and he's got a, a long uh, gray beard. And both of them, um, when they were interviewed these days, have uh, said like almost on, on script the exact same thing. You know, uh, Luima says, you know, I'm a Christian and I forgive him and I forgive everyone around me. And Volpe says, you know, I, <clears throat> I love New York. I love everyone in New York. And um, does he actually apologize? I know he says something about uh, Abner Lu- uh, Luima uh, that it's appropriate. Oh, yeah, I have nothing but love. I have nothing but love in my heart for New York City and everybody in my case involved, especially Mr. Luima. Um, and Luima says, although he forgives, as a Christian, he forgives. 
Um, he also says that he lives with that night and, and what happened to him every day. And that is absolutely understandable. There's a picture of of Al Sharpton at that time who, I don't know if I'm exaggerating if I say he's at least 75 pounds heavier. That is definitely not an exaggeration. I was going to say 100 pounds heavier, but no, uh, it's, it's 75 pounds heavier. And just so you know why he got out, because people ask me how does someone get out, there's the Federal Bureau's, Bureau of Prisons has the First Step Act, which grants early release to some federal offenders to lessen the prison population. Uh, and we actually do a lot of that work here. There's also a picture of Sandy Rubenstein, the famed personal injury lawyer. And, you know, I mean, he looks like he's a kid. Uh, I would think Sandy's got to be at least 70 years old now or close to it. And here, he, he, again, it's long time ago when he looks like a kid. That was a big, big case for Sandy Rubenstein. I believe he got an $8 million settlement 24, 23 years ago. I mean, that's an enormous amount of money now. But back then, it was just just life-altering money. Well, it's still life-altering money. But it just, you know, when I was reading, I was looking at the news of the day, and this is kind of towards the top of the list after you get through all of Donald Trump's stuff. You know, just the time aspect. You know, time... As you get older, is your most valuable resource, whether you believe it or not. And um, the fact that 24 years has come and gone is a little scary, actually. Um, we're going to come back. Um, we're going to talk, not in the next segment, but after that, about um, Police Commissioner Sewell. We have a, a little special guest to come on to talk about that as well. Um, of course, I'm going to talk about the arraignment today. But again, there's no real breaking news there. Um We'll talk about that when we get back. Um, and I don't know, Jones got a whole bunch of news for the day. The delivery men are getting a raise. The teachers union got a big settlement. You know, they, they worked a deal out with the, the mayor. We'll talk a little bit about what's going on in City Hall. I think they may have been caught off guard with the police commissioner resigning. They're not very happy about that. We're live. We're local. It's 613 Tuesday. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Gregory Floyd, host of Reaching Out, gets answers to the tough questions from people in the know. With us, very special guest, Michael E. McMahon, the district attorney from Staten Island. Many law enforcement officials have been sounding alarm about the new criminal justice laws that will go into effect. Can you discuss your major concerns in the areas of discovery and bail reform? Sure. If someone burgles a house on Monday night and it would be released the next day. Could do it again on Tuesday night to another home, and it could be found in his or her pocket a picture of my home playing for Thursday night. The judge has to let that person go because burglary is not a violent crime. So what the legislature did is it tied the hands of judges. Excuse me for a second. I'm going to be sick. New York State is open for criminals. It's Reaching Out with Gregory Floyd at a new time, Saturday afternoon at 2.30 and again at 9 p.m. on AM 970, The Answer. Let's talk about our friends and family at Bay Ridge Honda. Bay Ridge Honda at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. They are the winners of the 2022 President's Award for their outstanding dealership based on their service, the friendly atmosphere, their spectacular prices. And right now they are running a special deal. 
is what you will receive if you turn in your car or your lease to them and buy a new car from them. A thousand bucks off. Boom. Nice and easy. Even if you don't buy a car from them, they want to buy your car. Brooklyn, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens, the Bronx, they all choose Bay Ridge Honda. You can browse from over 150 new Honda vehicles or over 80 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True program. Right now, there's 0% APR financing and zero down payment on select Honda models all month long. So visit them at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. You're going to ask for the Sabah family because they are the best of the best in terms of integrity and, and just being good people, honest people. They're not the typical uh, car salesman, the, the stereotype that we think of. Or you could just go online at BayRidgeHonda.com. That's BayRidgeHonda.com and buy your next vehicle from Bay Ridge Honda. These offers are available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for details. And June 30th, 2023. Over the past 20 years, a quiet revolution has transformed medicine. Many conditions that once required major surgery can now be treated with procedures that are far less invasive and often far more effective. Are you aware of these alternatives? Join Dr. Dan Simon for All Things Health, where he discusses cutting-edge medical advances that are providing alternatives to traditional surgery. Dr. Simon is an experienced interventional radiologist who has helped thousands of patients experience dramatic improvements, all without traditional surgery. Dr. Simon will explain latest medical breakthroughs so you can be fully aware of your options. Listen to All Things Health on AM 970 The Answer on Sundays and Saturdays on AM 570 and 102.3 FM The Mission WMCA. Have questions? Call Dr. Simon at 1-844-534-3621 or visit allthingshealth.ai or listen to All Things Health on AM 970 The Answer on Sundays and AM 570 102.3 FM The Mission WMCA on Saturdays. To learn more, visit allthingshealth.ai. Let me tell you how lucky you are because you are going to be in a position to listen to Mike Connors of Connors and Sullivan give you a little education, a little lecture on wills, trusts, power of attorneys, healthcare proxies, living wills, and estate planning. How are you going to do this? Mike holds these seminars, Mike Connors of Connors and Sullivan. Well, they like talks. They're more like intimate talks. So if you feel nervous that you don't, or you don't want to make an appointment or you don't want to go do one-on-one, you just want to get some general knowledge, just go see Mike sometime next week next week monday june 19th he'll be at buckley's restaurant on avenue s in sheeps bay brooklyn at 11 a.m and 3 p.m tuesday june 20th at deluca's trattoria 616 forest avenue in staten island 11 a.m and 3 p.m wednesday june the 21st at the greenhouse cafe on third avenue in brooklyn at 3 p.m and 7 p.m thursday june 22nd at conley's corner grand avenue in maspeth queens at 3 p.m and 7 p.m Friday, June the 23rd at the Adria Hotel, Northern Boulevard in Bayside, Queens at 11 and 3 p.m. And if for some reason you're not around all next week, but you want to make your own appointment to hear what Mike Connors has to say, call Connors and Sullivan at 718-238-6500, 718-238-6500 for your own office appointment. And remember what Mike Connors always says, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. Got a little wheezer going on here? Yes, sir. Nice. 
Now we're going to get knocked on Facebook. Johnny goes and checks the Facebook. We're on Facebook Live. It's so funny, I looked over and they play a clip of me on Fox 5 talking about the Trump arraignment. And then they go to the in-studio guest, Imran Ansari. So ABK is doing pretty good at Fox 5. Um, Talking about Trump, all things Trump. I did the radio this morning on Trump. I did... News Nation on Trump, I did Inside Edition on Trump, and then I did uh, Fox 5 on Trump, and here we are in the Idola Power Hour on Trump, and tomorrow morning, I'm going to have the honor of filling in for Joe Piscopo from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Um, the tiny little bit of concern I have about that is that when the show is over, it's 6.20 here on a Tuesday evening in Midtown Manhattan, I have to go to an event, um, and I'm probably going to be there for a little while. And then I have to, you know, I have to get up at like, I want to be there, I want to read up in the papers. So I got probably up at like four. Um, I got four hours and 15 minutes sleep last night. And I, I've been going like crazy all day. I mean, I feel okay now. And at this age, I could do it. I could do it for a day. But I, I, don't, I can't do it for two days. So I, I definitely need to... Get some shut eye, you know. Now I got my my second mother, Connie Glenn, like in my ear about you know she 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 listened to the show last night and then she corrected me over text. She's like, I didn't tell you, you know, you not not to be active. The idle mind is the worst thing you could have, but just breathe a little bit, Arthur. Smell the roses a little bit, and and you know just slow down and stay calm. And she's right. I'm not saying she's wrong. I'm taking her her probiotic now. Um, and it's a probiotic that like helps your gut health. And Connie says everything starts with the gut. And then I took one that actually targets the pro- the prostate because eh, 55, all those things start breaking down on you. And I don't want it to break down. I'm all into like preventative stuff. Um, so as Jerry Foley gets mad at me for going off on this little tangent. Okay, Joni said I'm allowed to go off on tangent. Yeah, and you know, and the thing is this is that Jerry Foley's. Uh, that wait, but, but the thing is, Jerry Foley's picture is not on the card. Jerry so. Foley told me to put the picture. No, no, I know, but you trump. Oh, sorry, I trump. Trump. Yeah, you trump <laughs> Jerry Foley because his pictures. You know, your picture's on the card and his isn't on the card. Well, we'll add him. But by the way, Connie Glenn is right. But also, according to the Wall Street Journal, the best way to live longer is guess what? The Mediterranean diet. Exercise. Well, okay. I mean, look, I am not a gym rat. I. I you don't have to be a gym rat. No, I know. You, well, look, I walk like a, I, I walk like walk. a crazy man. You do I mean, walk like a crazy and, man. And and according to um, according to my doctor and and a few doctors that I know, basically some brisk walking is the way to go. Now I'm not going to tell you like I'm doing the brisk thing all the time, but today at 6:22, I've done 10,200 steps, and That's I'm great. I still have like four hours of weakness to go. Yesterday I did. 19,000 steps. That is amazing. Sunday, I did 17,000. Saturday, I did 15,005. You know, I'm, I'm putting in my... Friday, June 9th. What the heck did I do? 19,138. 8.8 miles. Well, and you have little kids that you're chasing after, oh, so I'm yeah, sure that yeah. helps. Thursday, June 8th, I did 16,000. So I'm, I'm doing the walking thing, but I'm not really getting my heart rate up um, that often. Walk I mean, faster. I know, I know. And, and <laughs> but I, not in a three-piece suit. I try to do the steps when I can do the steps, so... Um, I'm working on it, but thank you, John, for telling that me. That was actually more. from uh, Al Pelzer, your biggest fan. Oh, thank you. Well, I think I'd have to say my mother is my biggest fan, but after that, we can <laughs> give it to Al. Chickies first. Also, yes. you know where, where 
the medical field, it shows you how like nothing, nobody knows what's going on precisely. The American College of Cardiology. Now, I could tell you for the fa- for last year, and all we've been talking about on the radio is how even one drink a day is bad for you. You can't have any alcohol. Not you anymore. Have a, yeah. Here's <laughs> to heart health and a much-deserved moment to unwind. A new study published in the Journal of American College of Cardiology revealed mm-hmm. that light to moderate alcohol consumption can lead to a long-term reduction in the brain's stress activity, ultimately lowering the risk of heart disease. That was all over the news today. I mean, are you, like... But Joan, don't remember we did all these Moderation. stories out. No, but we did story that any alcohol. Yep, we did. But I would, I would bet you, if we had like Dr. Lawrence or Dr. Chrissy on, what they would say is, this is talking about the heart, and I think the other thing may be talking about the brain. Okay. How any drinking can negatively affect your brain, whereas there, this is cardiologists, this is the heart are saying, well, you know, and it's so funny. What are they saying? That when you drink, it probably releases the dopamine if i think that's the right hormone it is that then makes the stress dissipate which then takes stress off of your heart which is better for your heart but is the underlying message there that it's killing brain cells you know what we have to have the doctors back on well i mean joan you are your pictures on the card i gotta get my running gear and get this executive producer idola power hour i mean (laughs) let's go so let's talk about the arraignment today before we get away because the next segment i want to talk about the police commissioner um it was it was as uneventful as you can imagine. You know, I predicted that for the state arraignment, and that actually had a lot more meat on the bones regarding protective orders and scheduling. This was a relatively brief encounter. Um, you know, first of all, typically there's this whole booking process, which did not take place. Um, the when I say booking, the pictures and the fingerprinting and sitting around in a jail cell and waiting until your um, rap sheet comes back that shows you're not wanted for a crime anywhere. I'm glad they did the right thing. He's the president. He's there with Secret Service. He's not going anywhere. We all know he doesn't have a rap sheet. We don't need to fingerprint him. And, and, well, he's already been fingerprinted. He probably has been fingerprinted 10 times uh, in the course of his his life, his life, especially that as the president. Um, and th- there's two levels of judge in the in the before you get to any kind of appeal in the federal court. There's the lower court judge, which is a magistrate judge, and then there's a district court judge. Now, I will tell you this. I was surprised that the district court judge did not handle the arraignment. I mean, it's the president of the United States. It's the first time in American history you would think you would lower yourself uh, as a federal court judge, a district court judge, which is the higher of the two, to do the arraignment. I mean, it's very typical for the magistrate to do the arraignment. It's very typical, if not almost automatic, but uh, nothing is automatic here. But uh, there was no talk about bail. There was no talk about, I, I don't believe he signed anything that says there's a personal recognizance bond. It's a unique situation. You have the government prosecuting him while he's being guarded by the government, right? He's being guarded by the Secret Service while that same exact government that's paying those Secret Service agents are paying the U.S. Attorney's Office, paying the United States Marshals. So, um, so that was all uneventful. I mean, when I go and do an arraignment, the biggest thing that I'm doing right then is either negotiating with the prosecutor for some sort of a bail package. That's what they call it, a bail package. Or I'm arguing in front of the judge for some sort of a bail. But 
here, um, that, you know, that was not the case. So like that whole beginning phase of surrendering someone and fingerprinting and photographing and handcuffing and jail cells and bail and bail packages and negotiations, that was all gone. Like, like that, that big bulk and stressful part of things is, is, is gone. Okay, so he pled guilty. He didn't even say not guilty. His Todd Blanche, his lawyer, said something like, "You certainly, we certainly plead not guilty," and uh, that's it. And then, so then Trump leaves. He goes, he goes to a famous Cuban diner, a restaurant, whatever. And they, yes, there's um, I, some uh, religious Jewish folk that I see him praying with. And then tonight he's going to make a statement. God knows what his statement is. You know, when I was interviewed on. Um, Inside Edition, you know, they wanted to know why was Trump struggling to find a lawyer, and obviously, I don't know. It's not an, there's not an exact answer, but some of it has to do with the fact was when you represent someone, and it's in my written retainer agreements, the lawyer needs to determine the strategy of the case. I mean, there are some areas where the client has the final say um, and makes the final decision, but then there are other areas where a lay person just doesn't know, and he, so like. I had a client yesterday who's like, well, before I take this plea, I want to talk to the judge and I want the judge to know how I feel and what's going on. I said, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> like, you know, you can't you can't talk to the judge. The judge is not going to let you talk to him. Um, that's just not how it works. So the client needs to listen to the lawyer. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say Donald Trump is not exactly the kind of client who just blindly listens to his. Hey, look, you shouldn't blindly listen to your lawyer. But when you and your lawyer come up with a game plan, you gotta have to you have to follow that game plan. And I don't think Donald Trump is cut from that cloth. Um, and you know, once you represent Donald Trump, you are known as the uh, the Donald Trump lawyer. And in some parts of the country, that's a great thing. In other parts of the country, not so much. So we have to take all of these things into account. There's also the finances. Is he going to pay? Is he not going to pay? But a rather uneventful day. Um, considering it was a historic day get it it's historic because it's never happened before it's sad because it's our one of our the leaders of this country for four years now a member of the the uh, criminal justice system but no big news there but of course we're going to keep following it closely don't go away we're going to talk about the police commission resigning right after these messages for over a century Local broadcasting has evolved with the needs of the community. We move past the stigmas of opinion journalism and bring the most relevant news online, on air, and on the go. You have trusted us with your news, sports, weather, and entertainment. Trust us to keep moving with you. Text RADIO to 52886 and tell Congress local broadcasting is here to stay. Want more AM 970 The Answer? Take us on the go with our Listen Live feature at am970theanswer.com or download our AM 970 The Answer app today. Just go to the iPhone App Store or Google Play Store and search AM 970 The Answer. We're talking about our friends at Plaza College. And, um, well, let me just ask you this question, Sam Bowen. Should we talk about the nursing program or should we talk about what happened at graduation which which Plaza College program do you let's, think we should talk about? Let's go for all of it. Let's, 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 let's go all. for all of it. Okay, so here's the thing. You guys have been listening to this show, and for the whole year, it's been, um, you know, I, I always talk about 
um, court reporting, court reporting, court reporting. And um, we also know that they have a nursing program and they have their school of business and paralegal studies. Um, they have the school of allied health. But I do know by talking from talking to the president, um, Chuck, the other day that um, they had a graduation, their first graduation, I believe, of the nursing program. And their accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. And I'd like to offer congratulations to that first graduating class of nursing students. This first cohort began with 20 students and 18 successfully completed. That is a tremendous accomplishment. Congratulations to them. Don't forget, Plaza also, besides the nursing program, has their dental hygiene program with the 20 Chair Community Clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist, and they get such an incredible learning experience. For additional information regarding those programs, regarding the School of Business and Paralegal Studies or the School of Allied Health, just visit their website at plazacollege.edu. That's plaza, P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu. Hello, this is John Leventhal. I am a partner in the law firm of Idala, Bertuna & Kamins. I have been a lawyer for 43 years, including 13 years as a trial judge and 13 years as an appellate judge. I have presided over almost every kind of civil and criminal case, and I have seen litigants facing almost every legal problem you can imagine. What is the most important thing for a litigant to do? It is to obtain the right lawyer, someone with the ability to navigate you through the court system and achieve the best possible outcome. At Idala Bertuna and Kamins, that is what we offer. When I was on the bench, Idala Bertuna and Kamins earned the reputation of being the boutique law firm that fights passionately for their clients in the most professional manner in both civil and criminal cases. I am proud to be a member of the Idala Bertuna and Kamins law firm, where our lawyers will give you the powerful representation you all deserve. All right, let's talk about my buddy Jason at Hempleaf because he has just been wonderful to me and created a spectacular product. Um, it's a product that I genuinely lose use every day. It's I, I know I never lose it. Um, it's uh, well, it's, it's several products actually um, that are being used in my household. Um, the shea butter is the one that I'm really focused on. Although I use their soap, um, I'm almost out of it, so I got to get some more of that. Um, just, and a little dab will do you with the soap. It is it is um, very cool. I throw it on the loofah, the liquid black soap, and it's it does the trick all over my body. Then when I jump out, nice and warm, nice and hot, and and these guys they're going to be on the show tomorrow to explain the the way it works. Um, Jason and Ray, and how the heat of your body and gels with the the shea butter itself and really provides the type of nourishment and nutrients for your skin that you're looking for. All of their products are manufactured in Long Island, New York. They're all natural botanical products, and they're all vegan-free and cruelty-free. Vegan-friendly and cruelty-free. Sorry, they're not vegan-free. Imagine that. Vegan-friendly and cruelty-free. And they have their icy pot. You know, John Esposito, who works out now during the day and then comes back to the office, he was limping. I was like, dude, you need to use the icy pot. I have some right inside. And for the young ladies, we use the Helixer. Um, that's what you rub on the back of your foot to make your feet feel all better after wearing those high heels all day long. Remember, they don't put anything on your body that you would not put in your body. So visit them at www.hempleaf.com. That's www.hemplief.com. Dot com. Mention the name Arthur at checkout and receive 10% off.
Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. As we come back with the clash at 635 on a Tuesday evening here in the middle of June, happy St. Anthony's Day to uh, Father Anthony Sorgi and my uncle Anthony Piazza. Um, so let's talk about the NYPD and, um, being the first female, the first woman NYPD commissioner, that's commissioner Sewell, who, depending on reports that you read, and I take many of them with a grain of salt, um, caught the administration at city hall off guard with her resignation yesterday. Now, whether they were actually caught off guard or not. I don't know the answer to that question. Uh, I can't tell you how many people have reached out to me and texted me thinking that I should know the answer to that question. But, you know, um, Mayor Adams kind of brushed off the questions with the way he does kind of well, very calmly. Um, and I, I know he made a, came, a statement that I adore what what she has done and what she's been doing. She was a... Um, relatively behind the scenes police commissioner uh even during interviews she was pretty tight-lipped and you know i don't have a big problem with that um but she was representing women in a tremendous position of power um i'm trying to think i mean i would put the police commissioner you know tish james is the New York State Attorney General, which is the chief law enforcement officer of the whole state, which is pretty powerful. But being the um, the police commissioner is it's right up there. It's in the same league. It's in the same ballpark for sure. So what's it like to be a woman in law enforcement? We have um, with us the spokesperson for the National Police Association, Sergeant Betsy Bratner-Smith. Um, I'm going to welcome her to the show right now. Hello, Sergeant. Hey, it's so great to be with you. Thank you so much. I just want to let the, the listeners know the National Police Association is a nonprofit that supports law enforcement officers across the nation. That you spent 29 years in law enforcement, starting as a police dispatcher at the age of 17. And you've held positions besides being a dispatcher in patrol, investigations, narcotics, hostage negotiation, crime prevention, canine, field training. Betsy, you've basically done it all over the years. So. What's it like doing it as a woman? Well, I'll tell you, in 29 years as a cop, I never had the same day twice. And I would really encourage any young woman out there who's looking at the law enforcement profession, whether it's in uh, New York or anywhere around the country, that it is a fantastic job. And we have a lot of great women leaders in this profession, like Commissioner uh, Sewell, and, uh, and I'll tell you, I'm also a police trainer, and she is one of the women that I always present to my students and will continue to do so as just an incredible leader. She, she, I, one of the things I like, and, and you just said it, that she was kind of a behind-the-scenes leader. You know, she didn't want to be a politician. She didn't want to be on magazine covers. She was kind of a, kind of a cop's cop. 
And, uh, and I think the NYPD um, really appreciated that about her. It's funny because you mentioned new, uh, magazine covers. I think that was the beginning of the end years ago, the relationship between uh, Mayor Giuliani and Commissioner Bratton. If I'm not messing up my history, I believe Commissioner Bratton was on the cover of, I don't know, Newsweek or Time magazine as being you know New York's or America's crime fighter. And Mayor Giuliani was not very happy about that. And soon thereafter, uh, you know, I think their relationship soured and police commissioner was gone. But Bratton was gone. But then he came back under Mayor de Blasio. But he and Commissioner Ray Kelly were much more out front. Um, and, you know, leading maybe from the bully pulpit a little bit more than Commissioner Sewell. Um, give listeners a little bit of an insight what it's like to, you know, run the department and have so much pressure on you 24-7, 365. Well, remember, the NYPD is the largest police department in this country. And as the uh, as the first female police commissioner, uh, and and coming in at a difficult time, um, the pressure had to be enormous, and uh, and you know that's one of the things that uh, I really appreciate about her is that she really was able to withstand the pressure. You know, the NYPD they 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 have you know multiple officers assaulted, officers killed, officers suicides, and she always put the NYPD first. And I think that's one of the things I most appreciate about her you know and again she she wasn't out there you know trying to give all kinds of speeches and become a politician she was really just a police leader and it, and the pressure just has to be absolutely enormous but i do believe that she will land on her feet and uh whatever kind of position that she takes whether it's you know being a public speaker or going to another law enforcement uh, organization, um, she will inspire no matter where she goes. So we're talking to Sergeant Betsy Bratner-Smith. She's the spokesperson for the National Police Association and uh, has been in law enforcement for 29 years, even though she sounds like a kid on the radio. Um, You know, there was an article not that long ago about female police officers here um, leaving the NYPD over the anti-police climate and sexism. And you just said a moment ago, you know, that you would encourage young women to uh, join a a law enforcement agency. Why don't you just, you know, dig a little deeper into that, Sergeant, and, you know, talk to maybe some of the women who are thinking about leaving the NYPD before their natural run would be over. Well, I tell you, when you talk about that particular article, the the primary person profiled in that article was actually not from the NYPD. But is there sexism um, in the law enforcement profession? Sure, there's sexism in every profession. But here's the thing. You know, I started, I was a rookie cop at age 21 in 1980. Have things changed? Oh, you betcha. And women now, we have multiple women chiefs around this country, and the talents of women in this profession have now long been recognized. You know, you talked about some of the things that I've done. One of them is a hostage negotiator. You know, women, and I train women cops all over this country, women are natural negotiators. We are natural de-escalators, and that's why I really encourage young women to look at this profession. It's a tough time to be a cop. I'm not going to lie. You know, the last three years we've had this demonization and vilification of American law enforcement. But the only way that we're going to change that 
is to bring in new young people to take the place of these resignations and and uh, retirement. And it's a great job for women. I, I really encourage anybody to take a look at it. And depending on where you go, the, the pay can be very good. But again, never having the same day twice in 29 years. Who can say that about their job? Except maybe a radio host, right? No, or maybe a, maybe a lawyer who does the kind of law, legal work that we do around here. But I, listen, I want to thank you so much, Sergeant Betsy Bratner-Smith. She's the spokesperson for the National Police Association. You can go check out their website at nationalpolice.org, nationalpolice, one word, dot org. Um, it is a nonprofit uh, organization that supports law enforcement officers across the nation. Betsy, I appreciate it. I think you gave a incredible uh, commercial, if you want to use that word, for women to seriously consider this uh, this outstanding and, and well-needed uh, and appreciated by me profession here in New York. So thank you so much for joining us. Please come back again. Thanks for having me. All right, folks, we are going to take a quick break at 644. We'll come back. I don't know. We'll have some fun with, with Sam Bellino and Joni, and um, we'll talk about some New York local stories. Um, and I'm, I'm good. I got enough steam in me for the, the next segment. So we're all right. We're going to have some fun tonight. Don't go anywhere. I will be right back. Wesley is a truck driver. I drive a truck and I love what I do. A truck driver with IRS troubles. They told me I owed them $43,000. It got really bad. <laughs> Quite a few letters in the mail. They were talking uh, about wage garnishment, coming after my house, my car. Yeah, they, they don't play around. I seriously thought that I was going to lose everything. One sleepless night, Wesley finally made a call to Optima Tax Relief at 2 a.m. Kind of figured I'd get a machine, but I didn't. I actually got to talk to an actual person in the middle of the night. <laughs> he found just what he was looking for. Oh, they were great people. You need a team of people. People that know what they're doing. Optima Tax, they know what they're doing. Optima Tax Relief came through with flying colors. I saved an incredible amount of money. Happy don't even come close. I was absolutely overjoyed. Take Wesley's advice. If you're in any kind of trouble with the IRS, call Optima Tax Relief. Don't trust anybody else. Call Optima for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. So my friend and yours, Joe Piscopo, has teamed up with Steve Perello to create a special offer to our AM970 family, a special Perello tour with Joe Piscopo. Three nights in Rome, seeing the important sites, the essential sites like the Vatican, the Colosseum, the Forum, as well as a special dinner performance at a gorgeous restaurant by Joe Piscopo. Then fly to Sicily and spend four nights in Taromina with day trips to Syracuse, adorned by the Greek, Roman, and Baroque architect. That's what my family called me from today. My mom and dad were right there today. Go to Taromina. Uh, you're going to go to um, the foot of Mount Etna. You're going to have some wine tastings there. Then you go to Palermo for three more nights. You're going to see all the cute little towns right there on the waterfront. And Palermo itself is unbelievable. Rome and Sicily. What a great customized trip. A Perillo tour is a stress-free escorted vacation where you don't lift a finger. So call today 1-800-431-1515 That's 1-800-431-1515 or book your trip at perillotours.com Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970 The Answer 
Strangers in the night. 
I was talking to someone yesterday who was a teacher, and I forget exactly how he came up, but I, I said, I said, look, it's the most noble profession. It's the most yeah. important profession. It, they are with you your know. children every day. Do you know there's 120,000 teachers and staff no. in New York City? I did not know that, but they have a tremendous effect on, I mean, look, um, you know, uh, Frank um, from Staten Island, he does that segment on Friday, Ask Him Anything. Yes. I wanted to ask him whether he, off the top of his head, without cheating, like could name all of his teachers from like kindergarten to, I don't know, sixth or seventh grade. Oh, I wonder if you can. Can you? Um, I think so. I think so. Miss Brennan, Miss Culkin, Miss um, Pluto, because Miss Gaffney fell and hurt herself. Miss um, Pacini was Did she in get there. tripped by her dog? No, by I think by a student. Miss <laughs> Pacini was in there. And then I think I went to, I had the same teacher for two years, Miss Adnalfi for fourth and fifth grade. And then I had Miss Weekman for sixth grade. And then I went to Poly Prep and you had different teachers all the time. Okay. All so right. yeah, but, but you, look, I can't tell you what I ate for lunch yesterday. Right. Let's see, can I eat for lunch? Was oh lunch yeah, yeah, no, no. Was I, lunch as important as your teacher's Lunch now? was at 4.30. I was so busy yesterday. I had lunch at 4.30. I had a cucumber salad and then I had this like, Coleslaw slatted without the mayonnaise. It was like vinegar as opposed to That's mayonnaise. why I've been bringing protein shakes in and leaving them just in case for you. you know, I, tonight, that we need to do the sleep thing, Arthur. I'm talking to myself now. I got the June 22nd gig coming up, so I'm trying I, to look slim and I'm a groupie. Yeah, do I get that. a t-shirt? Uh, I don't know. Joni, you got your face all over the business card. That should count enough. I mean, that's... You liked that. And now Listen, one person... No, was what was it, Mr. Two. Bitter? Because he criticized no, no, no. one thing on the show, and then you go over well, on... Listen. And you got to understand, Mr. Bitter carries a lot of weight here. He liked the business card, actually. Who, Bitter did? Yeah, he did. I showed uh, it to him. Okay. I'm going to uh, clarify. I'm going to text him and uh, ask him later. Uh, listen. Frank Morano. You, know, you know what else, Mr. Bitter? You know, you know, you know what, yeah, we can't see his last name. We get thrown off the air. You know what, Mr. Bitter also keeps track of when Sambolino posts the show. Because, I don't know, he walks his dog <laughs> at night. So, like, but actually, Sambolino, it's not you. Sometimes our good friend Alex, you know, delays the posting. And, and like, sometimes oh. I don't get the graphic done in time because I don't have an image for I our I haven't guest. got a graphic in like two weeks from you, Joan. Um, you know who hit the boards? First Ooh. of all, Sambolino, you know what that word, what that phrase means, hit the boards? Hit the board. Is it a hockey term? No. No. Hit the board. Hit the boards <laughs> is an Angela Morelli term. It means when you, you the boards of the floor when you just drop dead. Ah, uh, okay. Guy, you hear about the guy hit the boards. Anyway, um, it was um, uh, Silvio Berlusconi who really changed yes. Italy. Right, yes. Um, he was. He's, he's like a. a Billionaire, he's you know Michael Bloomberg kind of guy. He was the, uh, but he ran Italy kind of the yeah. way Michael Bloomberg ran New York, which was he threw a lot of his money around. Um, I mean, I think Michael Bloomberg was a much better mayor than Berlusconi was a prime minister. But I would have to say Berlusconi brought stability to Italy. Italy had the most governmental changes from World War II until Berlusconi came in. Like they were changing governments like several times a mm -hmm. year. It was a disaster, and he came in, and he kind of took over and ran the show, and Italy had some, from at least from an economic point of view, they, they had some, some good years. He was a little bit of a tough character. He, he had the bada-bing parties or the bada-boom parties, and there were apparently young, un, uh, scantily clad women there, uh -oh. but I think oh. uh, a lot of the business people would say that the Berl Berlusconi era served them well. And Joan, you had another Italy story. Yeah, shared by my dad again, internal, Italy boiling over high pasta prices. Do you eat pasta this on a regular a, this basis? This is in Milan, right? Yeah. 
When it comes to uh, skywriting pasta prices, Italians are crying, basta. Well, the, Am I allowed to say that on the air? Basta? Yeah, that means stop. Okay. Um, well, the, the inflation numbers came out today, and it seems like things are, are chilling out a little bit, because I will tell you, Saturday, I went to, to uh, running my errands, I went to my dry cleaner, and a very nice woman there said that the price of hangers, the little metal hangers, mm-hmm. went from $23 for a box of hangers, I don't know how many was in them, are in the box, to from 23 to $45. Whoa, that's double. Yeah. More than double. And, Almost double. 23 to 45. Yep. It's Almost $1 double. short than double. Got 23 it. and 23 You don't have to point that out. I have an MBA in finance. You brought it. <laughs> and then, um, then I went to the butcher shop, and he was telling me how... He was complaining more about the inconsistency. He's like, some days beef is through the roof, and um, pork is is well priced, and then the other days it, he goes, uh, other days it's the reverse, and then you never know where chicken's going to go. He's like, so I'm not even putting in standard orders anymore because I'm looking at what the prices are, and I'm trying to buy things that are the most cost effective. This mm-hmm. is the Anthony's Butcher Shop in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, on 74th Street and Third Avenue. Um, he's like, I know my customers; you know, they're not going to pay. $29 for a steak mm-hmm. for well, $29 a pound for a steak but that that may be the ribeye there may be a, a sirloin that's a little less so yes we're going to talk to someone about inflation on Thursday actually oh good to know yes all right well we're going to talk to Sam Bolin now because we're going to be signing off at uh the end of the show here Sam Bolino I know I have to do a little homework with you there after the show yes, then I'm going to go to a little event, and then I'm going to go home, and I'm going to get a good night's sleep, and I'm going to wake up at 4 a.m., and I'll be in the studio about 5, 5.15 to prepare for a four-hour show on Piscopo in the morning right here on AM 970. The answer, I'll be with Al Gattulo, I'll be with Joe Sibilia, and I'm sure Piscopo will call in because, God bless him, he takes so much pride in his show that he always checks in. All right, folks, we are going to put the lid on things. Who says that? Is that is that a Bob Grant? Yeah, I think that's a Bob Grant. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's a Bob Grant thing. Who are we I'm signing off with? Who, who are we signing off with? Eminem? We got a little Eminem? Is that who we're signing off with? Okay, good. I'm on top of it. All right, folks. You have a great Tuesday night. I'm going to get some rest. I'll see you in a couple of hours. If you miss my voice, you can hear me tomorrow morning. Then you can hear me tomorrow night. I'll be a lawyer in between. So I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.